What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. Hello to you, beautiful, brave, badass fellow human being on this journey. It is such an honor to have you back on my podcast. Thank you for being here. My name's Nikki Sunshine. I'm the host of Become a Relationship Badass, and I'm really excited to bring you guys this conversation. This week I'm talking with a magnificent woman named Alyssa Neal, and we're talking about the space between us. As I see it in relationship, if you're in a partnership, there's three entities that need care and um, attention. And that is, there's you as an individual, there's me as an individual, and then there's us as a unit. And this space that exists between us, um, I see it as like its own entity. And so the conversation today, Alyssa and I are going to dive into what does it mean and what does it look like to care for this entity, this us between us. We go into some of the, we go into all the nuances, some of the challenges when you're trying to honor yourself, but also honor the partnership. Um, I think this can be a really tricky place for a lot of people, including myself. So um, yeah, this conversation, I sought it out. I think it's going to be really valuable for you guys. So before we dive in, I just want to say that my four-week interactive program starts in one week, Unfuck Your Relationship. Myself and my amazing colleague, Matt Ford, are doing this program together, and it's a mix of the most juicy, badass education you've ever gotten, plus live relationship coaching and... Um, all together, it's, it's a four-week experience. So I want you in there if you're feeling called to be in there. Um, we've got a, an amazing group of humans already round up for the course starting in one week, and we still have spaces open. So if you've been hearing me talk about this, you've been curious or feeling even the littlest pull, please reach out. I want you in there if you're feeling called and if fear or finances or a lack of self-worth is what's stopping you from coming let's talk about it friend Um, shoot me a message reach out to me let's at least start the conversation and see if this program is what you need desire are seeking right now and if so we'll make it work Um, i 
I have been pouring my soul into this program, so I want as many folks in there who are inspired to learn and grow as possible. So again, if that's you, please reach out. You know how to find me. Instagram at Relationship Badass. You can go to my website and hit the contact page, relationshipbadass.com. So yeah, let's chat. Let's figure it out. (sighs) Yeah, okay. So without further ado, here's my epic conversation with the marvelous, beautiful Alyssa Neal. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited today. We have, I have the most wonderful, beautiful, amazing human in the house with me. Her her name is Alyssa Neal. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to let her introduce herself. So Alyssa. Hi, Nikki. Hey. Hi, everyone else who's listening. I know Nikki attracts the best audience. (laughs) So I have no doubt that there's incredible people. Yeah. My name is Alyssa Neal. I am a dietitian and I do nutrition counseling, so nourishment counseling. That's how I like to put it, or nourishment education, essentially. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, doing nourishment counseling, it really flows into all kinds of things because food is so intimately connected Uh to everything. Like nourishment of the body, but also the mind and the soul. Yes. I always (laughs) say when I write my book, it's going to be called Avenues of Nourishment. Yeah. (sighs) There's so many, yes. right? Including yes. relationships. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Relational nourishment. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, I like that you're separating nourishment and food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, there's so many ways to nourish. Right. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's <clears throat> my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, but also, I live full-time in a van. Yeah, you with do. With my partner. Yeah, you do. And travel on the weekends, but work... You know, throughout the week. Yeah. So we're living like the non-glamorous, the the glamorous, quote-unquote, lifestyle yeah. van life where it's not actually glamorous, but right. on the weekends. Right, because you're not always just traveling. You guys do real life together in a van. How yes. long from my audience have you and Josh been in the van? Four years together in the van, and then wow. he was in it an extra year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Four years in a van with someone. Just take that in. <laughs> <laughs> Or don't. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I love that. I'm just like, if you can be living with someone in a van for four years and still genuinely love and care for each other, I need to talk to you on my relationship <laughs> podcast, basically. <laughs> you're like, you're qualified. Yeah, you're is. qualified is the fact that you live in a van with him. So good. So yeah, good. so good. Cool, so nourishment queen guide <laughs> van life extraordinaire um anything else you want to say in this moment mm. oh there's so many things right? i know so right? many things but also just passionate about as another avenue of nourishment is sexuality expression yeah. openness um for people yeah. who identify as female mm-hmm. with cycles getting to know your menstrual cycle or your moon cycle mm-hmm. so that, that can get integrated mm-hmm. into how you nourish and into your partnerships and into everything that you're doing Mm-hmm. Yes. And Alyssa's doing some really cool work on that right now that we'll maybe talk about at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, great. So today, Alyssa and I are going to dive into the 
topic of what I call it is there's you, there's me, there's us. And to me what this is is we're essentially going to be talking about the the three spaces in a relationship that are to be honored in whichever way works for each individual couple, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of dive in because it's sort of a, feels like a hard to narrow down type of topic. So we'll just kind of go into some stuff and um, yeah, thank you guys for being here. It's, it's going to be a good conversation. I'm excited. Okay. So yeah, my first question just to kind of enter the space is for you, Alyssa, how would you describe the space between us or us as I'm talking about it? Cool. So like us as the couple. Yeah. As the unit. Uh-huh. Such a good question. Yeah. Um, base level, like the short answer, mm-hmm. which I never give, yeah. but I'll try to give it right now. <laughs> the short answer would be like each individual mm-hmm. coming together as themselves. Yeah. And I don't even, I guess opening to the synergy of each person, mm-hmm. right? So like whether that means you're working through things that are challenging for you, you're mm-hmm. just cooking dinner, which might be something that's challenging for you. Yeah, totally. You're just cooking dinner, you're living van life, you're balancing work, work and the kids, kids. and yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, totally. Other relationships, right? Like just right. all the space between all the intricacies, right? Like yeah. each person coming together as an individual and respecting the other individual, but yep. being able to come together, like right, yeah. ultimately come together as the unit, two individuals together. Right. And kind of, I almost... Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing you, unlike my audience, but um, two individuals coming together and being able to almost like maneuver in order to work with each other because it's hard to come into a relationship and expect to be able to do everything just like you do when you're alone right. and for that to work, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, the, the space that each individual has is important, right? Right. It's like right now we're sitting in the same house yeah the same area Mm -hmm. as josh but he is being his individual yeah doing his thing i'm being my individual doing my thing right but this fact that we're giving each other the space to do that is the unit yeah totally right Right. that's like something in your relationship there's an agreement and understanding that even what we're you guys are doing right now by being separate is part of your space totally yeah which sometimes that might look radically different right for other individual for other couples or like just in general even for us okay right so like sometimes it might be individual space that we take and we give each other that space and that's the unit right and then other times it's like no i want to be right next to your physical space yeah and that's the unit and then it's like the lines blurred right Mm -hmm. a little bit between the individual Right, when you come... Okay, yeah, I love this. So, Because yes. that is the coming together. Because I think what I'm trying to get at is like two individuals coming together, there's something that happens and that's the blurring of the lines. That's the blurring of the yes. lines. Right. That's like the, the intimate moments, mm. right? The intricacy where it's like, yes, this is like probably how most people think of a relationship, right? It's like we tend to think of like the, the shoulder to shoulder, yeah. which like I'm not one to knock it. I love being like in close, intimate space. Totally. I'm like, hey, touch me. Yeah. Me, look at Cuddle. me. Eye contact. <laughs> you know? But I also do think that like the us can also be. Yeah. While you're. Se- there's space. Space. Right? There's space. Totally. And yeah. that's. And I love how you just said that because it shows like even so for the listener right now, it's like even when you and your partner aren't right together, doing something together, there's still an us, mm-hmm. air quote, to maintain 
think about, you know, like to have, there's still a, there another being there, even when you're not together. Right. It's like we're on the earth. The sun shines on us, but you're not actively thinking about how all the ways the sun impacts you, but yeah. it is still impacting exactly, you. Exactly, yes. Even though you're not sharing the physical space with it. Right. But then it hits you on your shoulder when you walk out and you have a short sleeve shirt on and you're like, oh, right, the sun. Yeah. Awesome. Right? So like, it's kind of that same dynamic. Yes. And that's really what today's episode is about, as I'm teasing it down, is like, okay, so first acknowledging the fact that there is this us, there's this space, whether we are physically together or not, there is a relational energy a unit that is your union and then okay how do we care for that work with that maintain that make that be a safe space mm-hmm. over time yes. through all the waves while we're together apart while we're going through challenges while we're going through high points um yeah that yeah cool yeah. <laughs> that, that was the longest yeah that was the long that was good that helped me really clarify like what are we what are we really talking about here and that's that feels like generally what we're talking about today. So thank you for the long answer. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's actually just, what's coming up for me right now is, okay. So someone's out there and they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. There is this space between us. I don't think me and my partner have acknowledged this or known about this. So what, what does it even look like to, okay, there's a space between us. What do we do now? How do we navigate this? How do we make this a space that both of us can get down with? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Short answer, super easy, is communication. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. ultimately, and for me, like, I learned the hard way. Totally. But once you learn it and you start practicing it, it's where it's at, right? Totally. So, like, to be more specific. Yep. Communicating about the time when you want to be really close with the, you know, the lines blurred mm-hmm. and be sharing really close spaces or make the time to have like the intimate moments in a relationship that make it that next level relationship right. where you're right. like, oh, this person is not only feeding me, I'm feeding them and together we're better off. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. But that does require communication. Totally. So much communication because like sometimes, you know, sometimes Josh might get home. Josh is my partner. He might get home from working and just be like, Les, I need like 20 minutes, right? Totally. Whereas I'm over here and I'm like, how was your day? Oh my God, my day was so good. I had these clients. This one went really well. Wow, we really got into it. This. Oh, I also, someone asked me to do a podcast with them. I'm so excited. They're going to come. Uh-huh. Right? And, and he's, he's just, like, <laughs> totally. Yeah, like, chill. And so right here in this moment, so Josh, because you guys do have this communication that you practice, mm-hmm. says, whoa, whoa, babe. I need like 20 minutes to decompress and then I can come back and connect with you or something. Yes. And can you see how if there isn't communication, I'm talking to all of you listening, maybe Josh feels like he has, like he's trapped. Yes. He doesn't know how to just tell you he needs 20 minutes. So yes. he, he becomes captive audience. You start talking at him. He's not present. Right. He's maybe becoming resentful while yes. you're talking because he's like, oh my God, I just want to go take my shoes off and chill for a second. So Yeah. Just yeah. another demonstration of how communication is so valid and necessary. Yes, and you know that that example has happened right? oh, totally, many a time before I learned and before Josh learned, before I learned to be like, okay, probably like, how is your day? And then if it's not, there's not an answer, I need to be like, cool, do you need time, right? <sighs> oh, but that took like a couple of years yeah. to figure out. And then Josh also figured out like, 
it's probably better if I just say where I'm at. Like, if I'm just like, Liz, right. I need an hour. I need 20 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. after that, let's have dinner. Let's whatever. <sighs> let's connect. But if that doesn't happen, then, like, the interaction, the right. us, like, how can other people apply that? Yeah. The interaction that we have isn't as high quality. It's not, like, what I'm actually looking for. And right. it probably doesn't feel good to him either. Totally. Right? If you guys don't actually stand up... You could get connection right then and it would probably be less present, less connected, low quality, like you said. Right. Or you could wait the 20 minutes, hour that he needs yeah. and then have that quality of connection you're actually wanting. Exactly. And then he's in it. He's yes. like, cool, I actually want to connect now. Right. And it had there been, or when there's no communication and the, you know, the boundaries aren't set, because boundaries are just like drawing lines. Right? Yeah. They're like, cool, our limit is this right now. Yep. Right. And right now. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's always different, right? Mm-hmm. But something that I have learned and I'm still practicing it, still learning it, is you create the us or I create the us. The, the best way to do that, we create the us, is to just communicate and not we get offended. Yeah. 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 And something I just pulled from that example you gave is like, I love how you demonstrated how both you and Josh took responsibility. Like, I think the easy way to look at that situation maybe could have been like, well, Josh should just say that he's not available. But then you also said, I can also just start with the, hey, how was your day? And then actually observe how he responds and feel into, is he up for talking right now or totally. not? So that's really cool. Yeah. And to- I mean, like you just extracted from that, for me, that was a learning curve because, yes. you know, we, I, but I imagine maybe other people do it too. Yeah tend to communicate or give attention or give interaction the way we want to receive it, right? Right. And so then it gets shut down or it gets whatever. And, like, immediately, like, you know, little Alyssa in a relationship would have been like, yeah, right. What? Like, you don't want to – do you know how many people would want to talk to me? Yeah, right. I could see you you all day. (laughs) Yeah. The story. Totally. But then ultimately I walk away and I'm, like, not feeling good. I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you know. Right. Like, where's, like, at anyone? He walks away upset because you just guys just got into it. You're, like, triggered, pissed, whatever. Right. And he wants to ultimately, like, have a good connection too, right? And so it's, like, then it serves no one. And so that has taken a ton of practice. But Mm. it's, like, verbal and nonverbal communication in that way. Yes. Right, we create the us. I have to look at where that person's at in order to, or my partner's at in order to have an us. Otherwise, it's really just me. Right, dude. I had to write that down. We create the us. It's so good. <laughs> it's yeah, because it it really is both people, and it's like ultimately something else. I just pulled from what you said. It's like ultimately taking responsibility and saying I'm gonna do my part to create the us is gonna get you what you want. Because, like, in that story, you could have got the shallow, half-present connection, but that's not what you want. Or you could have gotten upset with him and been like, what the fuck, dude? But then that's not what you want. Now you're pissed. You're not getting connection. Yes. It's really the only way I see in this situation to get what you want is to say, okay, where can we come together? Where can each of us wiggle a little bit? What can we do to make this work for both of us? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And how many, like, I think it's important to say this out loud and just say it in general because... Everyone's at different stages in their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people might have been together for 40 years, mm-hmm. 20 years, two days, two weeks, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I think it's important to remember that establishing those practices, establishing communication as a habit and not getting defensive, Yeah, like that might take a little while, totally. right? But it always is like, we always have to come back and be like, hey, I'm really sorry I got mad. I'm sorry I got defensive. Like, 
That was not my intention. I'm not actually upset. I'm actually sorry that I did that. Right? Like, not just like, hey, I'm sorry. But no, like, that didn't feel good. Right. That didn't feel good to me. Yeah. Like, you know, two minutes later, I thought, damn, I wish I didn't just do that. Right. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And that's like, that's communicating too, right? Because then you're learning, but instead of just learning in your own head, now your partner's like, oh, that cool, I'm going to have compassion. Like, yep. instead of being mad at you right now, let's just move on. Thanks for saying that. You know, like, now I can give myself, or the other partner can give themselves yeah, the wiggle room to be like, okay, you know, maybe I didn't have the best reaction exactly. either. Exactly, because if you don't come and... Su- I always say, like, who's the most resourced person right now? Mm-hmm. And can that person in this conflict, whoever, and it's going to change every time, right? Sometimes yes. it's you, sometimes it's Josh. Can that person take the first step forward and say... I'm sorry I did that thing or whatever you need to say to kind of drop the walls, drop the guards and give the other person a chance to come in. Yes. Um, and off that, like, you know, it play that plays so much, at least for me into like pride and ego. Right. Cause like even within structures of relationships, like how we're taught them, yeah. a lot of times it's like, Oh, don't like, don't be the one that goes back and says, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Don't be the one that did it. Don't. And it's like, Yes, in some situations, like, you have to keep a firm boundary or, like, you might not feel safe or whatever it is, but it's, it's important to always check in and be like, hey, how did that feel with myself? Yes. Because, like, often I think, you know, and I'm speaking mainly from my own experience, experience, totally. but I think often, like, it's easy to go into a, a communication transaction and not come out with what you wanted from it, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because you get defensive or you get offended, and then you're like, wall, walls up. I did nothing wrong. I whatever. And it's like, maybe it wasn't wrong, but maybe you are growing. Maybe you're learning. Maybe that challenged you. Yeah. Right? And that's not wrong that you had that reaction, but you have to see it. Dude, thank you for saying that. I love, like, it's like, to me, nothing anyone does is wrong. Right. You know, bad, wrong, all, fuck that language. <laughs> yeah. But can you just recognize, like, damn, I just did something that, and now you're hurt. Like now you're now you're defensive. Now you don't want to come near me. And can right. you just own that and just see what's like real and in front of you? Totally. And I think it's, I think a lot of reason that people can't own when they say like done something that ha- now their partner's feeling hurt mm-hmm. is because they label it as like bad, wrong, and so it brings up a lot of shame. Yes. And so there's like no way to own it because then you're this terrible person. So yeah, I really appreciate you just bring, bringing that distinction of like. You know, it's, we're going to fuck up. It's going to be clunky. What I'm hearing Alyssa say is like, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time and now you're all of a sudden like, cool, let's take on these new communication tools and this new way of relating. I mean, I can speak from my own experience. Alyssa already has to hers. It's fucking awkward at first, dude. Honestly, it was so weird for me and Warren Uh because I'd be like having a normal reaction and then I'd be like, boo, wait, I'm sorry. That's not what I want to do. I actually want to try this tool and like it was clunky and it didn't feel natural. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes he would even be like, this feels so forced. You know, he like, it was even hard for him to receive sometimes. Yeah. But we were both committed to like making it fucking work. We're like, this is the only way we can live this life that we're doing together is if we figure out how to talk in a way that doesn't upset each other constantly, basically. Right. Right. Um, And and it's tough. It's, like, tricky, right? It's tricky, but, like, it just requires time and practice. Time and practice. And also, like, really, and this is where, again, it comes back to the main theme. It's, like, 
it does really require self-reflection or at least mm. I know for myself it does because like for me I'm the kind of person where your tone matters yes like how something is said matters yes but for some for other people like with my relationship with Josh and just in general for mm-hmm. some people like the tone of something doesn't matter at all totally. and I am the kind of person that really feels right like I'll try to feel into how people are and it's yep. just my natural intuition but sometimes I'll take the tone of things over what's actually being said. Yeah. And sometimes I'm all spot on. Right. But sometimes I'm really off. Totally. And so that's where it's like checking yourself and being like, hey, yeah, let's reflect on that. Did you just get offended? Because maybe like, or did I just get offended? Because maybe I'm insecure about something. Okay, or yeah. Or something's a little bit off. Like, why right? did this offend me? Totally. Yes. Like, knowing yourself and your partner for that matter, if you are in a committed relationship partnership like I love this it's so what ticks you what ticks them Mm -hmm. like I feel like on the subject of how to create the us part of it is knowing okay first of all how like how what's gonna what triggers my partner Mm -hmm. what are the things that put him from zero to a hundred real fast yeah and how does my partner want to be loved right how what can what are the things that I give my partner that makes him feel so loved Mm -hmm. um I just wrote a blog post or something on this, but it's like, for me, I feel when I like need love, I need validation. I need like, I want you to hear me, see me just like, give me love in my yes. mess. Like that's what really makes me feel loved Yes. for Warren. He would rather for him that what's going to make him feel more loved is appreciation. Like, um, noticing the things he's doing, like admiration almost of like yes. looking up to him. Um, those types of things. Yeah. So it's, So knowing what triggers your partner and knowing what makes them feel loved and recognizing that that's going to be different than how you like to be loved and what triggers you. Yes. I love that you said that because maybe for you, tone of voice doesn't matter, but maybe for your partner, it's a huge fucking trigger. Right. And then if they get triggered when your tone of voice changes and you respond with judgment, like, what's the big deal? My voice just changed. That's not a safe space, insensitive to their shit. And so, yeah, this... This just feels really big in creating the us, these little nuances. Right. And also, like, you know, again, if something doesn't feel good, like if that situation that you just painted out, mm-hmm. if something doesn't feel good, then it's worth looking at. Mm-hmm. But also it's, like, worth coming – or it's worth looking at in the scope of the relationship. Yep. But it's also worth coming back to, at least for me, yes. to be like, maybe that's something about them that they don't even notice that's actually really not that big of a deal. Like tone of voice or, like, totally. whatever – but because you feel into it a certain way, yep. it does take some, like, you know, balancing out. Does this actually matter to me that much? Yes. Do, why does it matter? And then, like, what can I tolerate with it? Or what what's actually fine if I don't take it to heart, right? Yeah. Which, like, yes, like, rom- you know, relationships can be romantic. And there should be parts of them that are romantic. And, you know, totally. if that's what people need. Yeah. But I think it is the biggest thing that relationships give us is a catalyst for growth. Totally. Right? Yeah. So it's I'm like, right there with you, sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about for me. Like, I mean, and of course, like you said, love, romance, connection, all part of it. But really, I see like there's a bunch of in-between, but two big views I see in a relationship. One is like, cool, I'm going to meet someone. I'm going to fall in love. Like, together we'll be so happy. We'll create this beautiful life. That's what I kind of call the fantasy of relationship. Like, mm-hmm. Cinderella story, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, this other view on relationships, like cool relationships require attention, love, care. They're going to be work. They're going to be challenging. And it's the most effective way to grow into your most highest, authentic, beautiful self. 
right. essentially. Right. And if you want to bring as like smaller aspects of the idealized the Cinderella story, yeah, in great. Totally. But don't expect the whole thing to be that because yes. that's when relationships get unhealthy, right? Because you're like, hey, I want this to be Cinderella story 24-7. Right. But then you end up dissociating from the world and then you're not really like... Yes. So when a challenge comes up in your relationship, do you think, oh, God, this person again, fuck, do we have to talk, blah, 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 you know, is that your thought pattern or is it, okay, this is hard and I know this is an opportunity and so I'm going to come in with all I've got, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's in between. But um, for me, I guess I'm really speaking from personal experience. That was, like, my shift. Yeah. Really. And, yeah. like, now me and Warren have a challenge, and it's like, oof. Okay, yeah, this definitely hurts. This is definitely hard. Like, it doesn't feel good. And I know this is only serving us. If right. we If we keep showing up wholly, openly authentically totally yeah yeah and it like that's a that's a tough 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 question right because it's like so specific to the context of the relationship that you're talking about yeah like if you're with someone that you know you want to be with like yep you know obviously we have no idea right of course in the scheme of life any of us could get hit by a bus tomorrow i would say (laughs) right right whereas i'd rather be run over by like a horse or something that would be amazing (laughs) bye Bye. Bye. (laughs) just like gallops through sounds like a scene from a movie yeah totally like a gown on fire torch (laughs) mountains in the background but yeah so cinderella story yeah cinderella story but um I don't even remember what we were saying. Yeah. The drill was so good. It was... This um, is when, like, I wish the audience can call in and been like... It was... We... we oh, because if you're with someone you, you oh, know you, you want to be even, with. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the context of the relationship. So yeah. that, I think, is a really easy mindset to be like, hey, like, I'm going to give this my all right now. Yes. Right? I'm going to, like... If it's someone you know you want to be with, you're yes. saying. Yes. Or totally. at least know you want to be with at that moment. Right, right. And for, you know, yeah. the foreseeable future, even if right. that's three weeks, right? Totally. Like, Just like for now, I know this yes. is what I want. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like, then it is easy. And if you're, and if you're using the relationship as a catalyst for growth, right? Because you're getting something out of it yes. in your mind. They're like, yes. hey, cool. This is just fueling my growth. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, like we're saying it's super excited, but sometimes it hurts, right? Like you get like yes. the stomach ache or you get like, oh, the, yeah. oh, like, oh my God, I'm hurting them. I'm challenging the relationship. Dude. And I'm hurting them and that hurts. Uh-huh. But I'm also really committed to this, right? Exactly. And that can be so many different things. Like, I know we, I had wrote about it. Yeah. yeah. I have written about it. I've talked about it before. Yeah. But um, something that's been really, was really challenging, even just for me as the presenter of the challenge, was yeah. I'm really vocal and expressing on my social media pages, right? Yeah, totally. And Josh has always been ultra supportive. Like, I remember. Oh, when, really? Yeah. Since the beginning. Okay. Yeah, really supportive. I remember once I sent him, like, it was, like, a side shot where I was, like, shirtless. Okay. Sitting out, like, looking at the mountains. Yeah. And I was really nervous because it was, like, probably the most, like... Exposed exposed photo you had shared with him at that point. This is earlier on. Yes. Okay. And I have, like, you know, societal conditioning being, like... Yeah, totally. Don't do this. Don't do this. This is bad. Like, you know, not appropriate. You're a slut. Blah, blah, Like, all these things. All these messages. So I'm, like, super nervous. He's at work. And I, like, text him And you don't know how he's going to react, essentially. Like, oh, God. (laughs) And I'm, like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, how do you feel? Right? Because, like, I know how I feel. I know that this is important to me. 
I don't know how Josh feels. And so instead of just posting it or instead of just not yeah. posting it, I'm like, let me just fill you out first. Ooh. And so he was like. That. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it was really nice. I love that. Rather than posting it with like, ooh, let's, you know, might yes. fire him up or just burying your truth and saying, okay, I'm just not, I'm in a relationship now, so I'm just not going to post anything with any kind of nudity in there or right. whatever. Assuming yeah. that's quote unquote bad. Right, right. right. So I send him it. He, he responds back. He's like, that's beautiful. I would just cover the nipple so it doesn't get taken down. And I had like this wave of like, what? Oh my God. I just didn't expect that reaction. I love that. Yeah. So then though, because it's me and I, I push the boundary, you know, I'm like, cool. That's awesome. So I have a conversation with him and I'm like, how do you feel about like, if I'm posting pictures where I don't have clothes on? Yeah. And he was like, no. Like, I don't like it. Uh-huh. You know? And I was like, okay. And I felt, like, kind of disturbed, like, a little bit in my own... Like, constricted or whatever. Or, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Where I was just like, okay, but, like, you know, we all consume images like that. Totally. And, like, if I'm, you know, if I'm writing this caption that I'm showing you and I'm, like, expressing this thing and you know X, Y, and Z about me... Yeah. You know, why does it still bother you? Right. right? But then I have to also, like, enter the we with compassion and be like, there's also another individual... Right. Wow. Yeah. And so that was like probably almost two years, like a year and a half, almost two years of like us revisiting, oh, that out revisiting, and, oh, revisiting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing in the meantime in Ta- terms of talking about like, like were you posting or not posting in the meantime? I was not posting. Okay. Just full nude right. pictures. Cause you were but still was, trying to figure out where that fit in the context of the relationship. Totally. Okay. Yes. Um, and we would have conversations about it. And, like, his reasons were valid. Like, 100% totally. valid. Just like my reasons for wanting to do it were yeah. valid. And I could totally see both. But what I started to notice come up was, like, okay, if I see a photo of another naked woman that he's following, I all of a sudden start to go, mm. wait, what? Like, I'm experiencing resentment. Because, yes. you're, you know, you're consuming that something that I want to, I personally like feel a pull to be doing. Yeah. So why can you consume that? But why can't I do it? Right. And then there starts to be like this. When you notice the reset seed and that's huge. If you can notice that, which some people can, some people can't, but it's, I honestly think it's the best tool in a relationship. If you can notice the minute you start to feel resentment, that's when you know there's some work to do here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there was like already little like traces of being like, cool, this is not sitting exactly how I want it to. Right. Totally. But there's also like, okay, well I can feel the resentment and like react. Right. Right. And be like, cool, I'm just fucking posting the photo. Yeah. Right. Cause like in the scheme of life, these things are little, but this is giving us this opportunity to sort this out in a way that's going to serve both of us. Eventually. That's the growth. Right. That's the growth. Exactly. Yeah. But in the moment, you're just like, oh, like what? You know? Right? Like it would feel better for a second to either just post it or say, fuck it. Being yeah. in this is like almost the uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, there was like a lot of communication around yeah. it, testing the waters, trying little things, trying whatever. And as Josh came, like as we talked about it more and as we whatever, he, and, and as he saw like the passion I had for it and where it was coming from. Totally. And heard Your me, intention behind it. Yes. And heard me on like really challenging phone calls with like my parents who maybe didn't agree with everything that yeah. was also going on, you know? Totally. He, like he started to see the inner workings of things. Wow. And over time it was just like, yeah, okay, like go for it, you know? Wow. But just giving him the space, even if it like in the moment it wasn't always intentional for it to be dragged out that long yeah but it allowed for this like more organic understanding totally versus trying to like let's figure this out tonight or something 
And it, it always brought me back to like, it's not just about like how I love Josh or how, or excuse me, it's not just about how he loves me or how he wants to be loved, but it's also like allowing someone to love you in their own way. Mm. And like for him, like protection, like physical protection yeah. is a really important thing. For him? For him, to physically protect me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, totally. To feel like he can protect you. Yes. Yes. And, like, that compromised that, right? But And that, so Mm. for him, he was like, oh, that's, like, you know, you're you're vulnerable. You actually got down to the root of, like, what what is it for him that's really... Yeah. What's the the problem here, really? Like, boiling it down, you know? Wow, see, that is beautiful. But that took so much time. Totally. Right, and so... You definitely didn't come out with that on day one. No, no. And for me, I was like, look, like, I don't want to feel shame around my body. I don't want to feel shame around my sexuality. I don't have shame around my sexuality, especially yeah. in our relationship. This relationship has allowed me that growth. Totally. And, like, I would really like to express this for so many reasons on top of even what I just said. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're consuming it. So, like, you obviously don't think it's wrong. Right. Right. In the general scheme because, of, yeah, because yes. of what you said before. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And so it finally got to this point, and, like, there's obviously, like, still things, like, I mean, will I post a photo of me nude? Yeah, but, like, am I going to post a suggestive photo? Probably not. Yeah. To respect Josh, but also, like, that's a part of my intimate relationship that, like, right now, I personally don't feel like sharing. Sharing. Yeah. Right? Totally. And so it's, like, navigating all those Right, those little, little yes. crevices. It's yeah. not so black and white. Right. Like, in this particular scenario, you're posting nudes or you're not. It's like, okay, yes. what's the context? Yes. Yeah. Just like you were talking about. Oh, totally. And then yes. we just had, this last weekend, we just had this culminating experience that, like... The rock. Yes. Shoot. Yes. Girl. Girl. <laughs> I know, I know. And it bursted my heart wide open. Just give them like the two, the quick download on what you did this weekend. So there's this, this past weekend I met with this incredible artist. His yeah. name is Dean Fidelman and he has created for the last like 20 years these calendars and book called Stone Nudes. I followed him after your shit. Yeah, he's amazing. amazing. <laughs> he's incredible. Um, and they're like just these really beautiful juxtapositions of a climber completely nude you know human flesh soft against rock they're climbing nude and for anyone who climbs you know that that is uncomfortable and extremely vulnerable because you already feel you're like right up against this like sharp rock and you don't have climbing shoes on oh you're literally no shoes you're literally naked right and so oh my god that's crazy He reached out to me this winter, and I, huh. I like had almost been kind of like pulling it in and manifesting it because I've bought them since I started climbing, like the calendars. I was like, these are oh, fucking gorgeous. Okay. And he reached out to me. He's like, hey, do you want to shoot? I'm gonna be in Moab, and that's right around where you live. And I'm like, cool, that's awesome. I'd love to shoot. So I go to Josh, and like, good thing we had been doing all this work, right? Right. If you just come out of the blue with this, <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, this guy wants to take a naked photo shoot of me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. right. Put that on your lap. Like, yeah. That's yeah. It, right. We're not <laughs> totally. You know, it's already heated, anyways. Right. Cool. That's awesome. That was their response. Go for it. Like, have fun. That'll be great. List. Like, cool. That's so cool. You know. And it, it was like, wow, that's awesome. And then the actual experience happened where I mean, he went with you, right, Josh? Went, well. Okay, okay, you're getting it. Yeah. I'm, I'm too excited. He went with me, but also, so we get there, we're in Moab. Anyone who's ever, like, climbed in Moab, there's, like, we, we bouldered in Moab, essentially. Yeah. But there's, like, this one spot that's in Big Bend, which is where everyone yeah, goes to Yeah, it's a touristy camp. spot. And, yeah. yeah. And there's, like, this little sector of boulders, this little patch of boulders. 
And that Dean was like, I want to shoot at these builders. So I was like, he's like, do you care about exposure? Like, if there's people around, are you going to care? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, personally, I'm yeah. really comfortable with my nudity. Like, totally. if I could, I would walk around naked. Dude. That's yes. how I feel about it. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Like, that is what I do. But <laughs> you're like, hold on. I'm actually recording this. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, folks. We'll be right back. Yeah, We're we'll gonna be right get back. Naked. We forgot we had clothes on. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> That's a racist. But I'm really comfortable with it. So yeah, I'm like, totally. I don't. I personally don't care. However, it's Saturday. It's spring break. Right. It is There's a lot of people. Packed. And it's one o'clock in the afternoon. It's hot, but he wants like the contrasting light. So it's like, you know, yeah, lit up. Right. All right, let's go. Get naked. So I get naked. Josh is like ultra supportive. I'm like, you good? Do you want to assist us? Because Dean was like, hey, can you assist? Like, hold the pads. Da, da, da. Yeah. Super awesome. Like, people are all around us. Uh Josh is, like, holding space for me to just be naked, feel confident. Like, I'm climbing naked. It's, like, hot. You know, I get up on top of the boulder. I'm still naked. People are kind of, like, what what is happening? Like, just looking at me, like, kind of confused. And, you know, Dean and Josh are just kind of, like, holding the space. Yeah. Yeah, we know. She's naked. Like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, like, the most heart-opening experience because, like, even for one of them, Josh, like, helped, like, assisted me to the spot because it's, like, would be heinous, so hard to climb there without shoes on. Right, I was going to say, because you're barefoot. Yes. So, like, I can hold on, but... He kind of helped, like, boost you? Is that what you're saying? Okay, yeah. And then, you know, when I got into the position, he left. But I felt so grateful because I'm literally, like, butt-ass naked, and Josh is holding space for me to be taken... Photographs, photographs right around in a, a bunch public of people. space yeah yes. and it's like just to feel the progression and the conditioning just like crumbling away being like yeah. cool I understand her intentions over time I've learned her I learned I learned why this is important totally and even if the, they were radically different just giving it the space to breathe and both partners being like oh there's kind of some fluidity here there's fluctuation yeah but look at where we got to, like, letting that just flow over time. I seriously, I'm still, you can probably tell, like, wow. mind blown. Yeah. I feel so grateful. Totally. Like, I'm sure that was challenging. Right. And I'm sure it's challenging to, like, even see the photo. Like, and, you know, but <sighs> That's it's like. That's the us, though. Yes. It's and, and the individual. Yeah. Because it's like. Because it's honoring the individuals within the us. Yes. And it's me being like, look, I'm going to compromise things for this relationship, but I also. I'm going to hold space for myself and my own desires because I know if I don't, this relationship will not be served. Right. Ultimately. Totally. Right? It's like yeah. the people who compromise their whole identity. Exactly. And get 30, 40 years in. Yep. And then they're like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, or even 10 lost years lost themselves. Yeah. Shit. Even two years, dude. Right. Like, right. I, yeah, yeah. Um, oh God, there's something I want to say about this. And then my brain's going so no, many directions. No, yeah, that's just amazing to just to see the progression, and I think that's ultimately it's like why the work is worth it, right? You know, then those moments come, and it's like, oh, we've been working at this for so long. Yes. Now I can do this thing that's so important to you. He got to support you. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. And what you've demonstrated through your multiple examples is like part of the us is like sometimes I'm leaning in, and sometimes you're leaning in. Right. Like sometimes I'm going a little into my discomfort zone. Because I know how much it's going to serve you and us yes. and me. Yes. And sometimes you're leaning a little into your discomfort zone right. because I know how much it's going to serve us all. Very true. If, yeah. For those of you who can't see, which is all of you, <laughs> Nikki just did some hardcore like leaning, like <laughs> like low riding on this couch. <laughs> 
now you're all really here with us. <laughs> it's a brown leather It's couch. a thing. Yeah, it's She's brown and leather. <laughs> She's not naked. Yes, not yet. <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> when I did my sexual communication interview with Noel we literally put laundry on and like had some red wine and we're just oh, like yes. really getting into the zone <laughs> yes. I know. yes so maybe for our other interview we might yes. have to I was already thinking like silk robes yoni tea yes in your in your woman cave yes in the woman cave <laughs> cool tune in for that tune it. yeah more <laughs> interviews to come <laughs> okay so Let's go there, though, where you just took us, actually, because I, I want to address this. So in so we're talking about the us, and mm. so I see, I see generally two extreme polar opposites that are, like, on opposite ends of the us. The us is in the middle, right? Right. So one you just touched on, which is the person who goes into relationship and loses themselves. So maybe if that was you in the beginning, you would have been like, okay, I'm just not going to post nudes. And, like, here you are four years later having repressed that part of yourself for so long that, like you said, people kind of wake up and they're like, who the fuck am I? I've lost myself. I've literally merged with this person. Yeah. So that's one extreme. And then on the total other end, I see the person who's like, I need nobody. I'm individual. I can take care of myself. I don't need you. I am me. You're you. Sometimes we hang out and that's that. And like, that's all that is. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of just want to talk about these two extremes and so, okay, let's see. What do I want to, let's start with the one we were just talking about, which is the person who loses himself. So, I mean, when I think about it and I'm curious about your thoughts, like for me, losing yourself in a relationship kind of comes down to not honoring, listening to your own needs and desires and essentially Mm -hmm. putting parts of yourself, making them quiet or dark in order to appease the other person. Yes. Okay. And I think so. Okay, so a hundred percent on board. Yeah. With okay. that, um, I also think in talking about this, we really have to pull in cultural conditioning around relationships. Yes. Right. Because yeah. it's like, and and just like what's appropriate. Totally. Not even on the extremes or the taboos that are you know we yeah. can push into that are appropriate, but like what's appropriate for that generation. Like mm. our parents probably felt very different. Like my mom or your mom or your yeah. dad or whatever felt really different probably in their roles. Than we do, you totally. know, regardless of what the relationship is like, they just felt different because totally. there's different conditioning. Absolutely. Right. So I think like that's something that we have to pull in yeah, when we talk like about that. that extreme of like the dysfunctional, I've completely lost myself in this relationship. Right. Right. Because like for some people that might be an exalted place yeah. in their head where they're like, you know, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not eating that well. I'm, you know, not sleeping super well, but I'm taking care of everyone else. Yes. Even if everyone else is one person. Even if it's like, I'm just, I'm taking care of my partner. My right. partner's needs are being met. Yeah. And therefore, I have value in this relationship. Right. Or right? my partner and my kids. My, my family's kids, being taken my, care yes. of. Yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Right? right. So it's like, and that's why I think it's like, we have to tread lightly. Right? Because okay. it's like, mother, if you're a mother. Yep. So many mothers, like for a lot of my clients, this is a common thing. Mm-hmm. So many mothers, especially like if they're, I would say like above 45. Uh-huh. their conditioning, their experience, their whatever, especially if they have kids, like, that's a really different... They they don't see the losing themselves the same way. Whereas for our generation, even those of us who have had kids, we definitely seem like we're less conditioned in that way, where we're like, hey, 
yeah, I need to take care of my family. Yeah, I need to do all this stuff. But look, like, if I'm not taken yes. care of, I'm not going to do any of this yes. stuff. Yes. Okay, right? I'm with you now. You're yeah. talking about the generational, essentially, cultural, but also generational totally. differences, yes. which is huge. Because, I mean, a, a woman's and people's roles in general in the fam- familial structure and the structure of a couple has shifted so much, even in the last, like, 15, 20 years, right? Yes, 100%. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And that impacts, like, even though it might be like, well, is this even relevant, though? It is, because, like, we tend to mirror people who we watch, right? So, like, in a relationship, okay. we might mirror certain qualities. Totally. Like, oh, my mom always made sure there was dinner on the table and this and that, or my father always did this. And yep. so it's like that puts us in those places. And uh-huh. even though, again, it might seem like out there, it still impacts how we interact in our own relationships. Yes. So with the losing yourself side, it's like always worth asking, like, is this actually what I want? Or is there something, like you said earlier, like right. if you can feel into it, do you feel blocked somewhere? Like, do you feel resentment? Right. Or do you feel like your needs are being neglected, right? And it might not even be the other person's fault that your totally. needs are being neglected. Oftentimes I think it's our own fault. <laughs> yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's still like... Something to notice. It's, right. It's not necessarily saying like, ooh, I feel resentment or this doesn't feel good, so you're wrong or right. you're doing me wrong. It's like... For me, if I feel that feeling inside, that resentment or that tightness in my chest, I just think there's something to look at here. Like, what's what's going on for me? Totally. You know? Yes. Yeah. And so that's where, like, you know, losing yourself in the relationship in that capacity. Yeah. It's tough because, like, then you have to set new boundaries in order to come out of that to hit more of that middle spot of, like, mm-hmm. okay, there's us. Right? Because us is a balanced thing. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the scales are tipped really far one way. Right. But then on the other extreme, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, I'm me, I'm going to do me. Like, yep. you might refer to a relationship, but you primarily are just... Like, there's not so much us. Yeah, and it's almost about. like you're doing you to the point where it's pulling away from the other person. Right. Right? And that, I think, is like another tricky extreme. Especially yeah. now, because we, like, culturally now. Yeah. Because we've also come so far from the culture of, like, oh, I'm the wife, or I'm the mother, or I'm the husband, and it's almost this like is my job. we've gone the other extreme in retaliation yeah. of that, almost. Right, and being yeah. like, cool, like, if you don't serve me, it's over. Yeah. And I think, like, there are certain parts of that, like, if you're not in a safe relationship, or, totally. like, you really don't want to be with the person. You'd right. Not Your values don't align, yeah. or, you know, yeah, yeah there's reasons to break up and yeah right and set those boundaries like you might be like cool I'd like to be sexually intimate with this person but that's the boundary like I don't want a relationship okay well then you probably do have more space to just do you right yeah and especially when that's communicated yep um but there is like that it gets a little tricky sometimes because like especially if we've been in a relationship like the former where it's like you lose yourself in it yep. there tends to be this like idea of a toxic relationship mm. or relationships are toxic like I can't give too much of myself yes. to this because I will get lost in it totally right but it's like it's it and it takes time but it's like learning to dance that like middle space but right. then like I'm gonna go into a little bit more of like me doing me, and then I'm going to go... Right, gonna... that ebb and flow yes. of like, okay, here, I'm in the us, now yes. I'm over here in the me more, and I'm over... And being able to do that fluidly yes. with your partner and kind of a dance like you're talking about in a way that like... Because it wouldn't always work if one person was in the us and the other's on their own, and then, you know, so it needs to almost... 
Like, yeah, just, like, learning a waltz with your partner. Where totally. it's like, cool, okay, we're in our own, now we're in the us. Like, yes. you guys obviously can't see us, but we got a good we're little drawing, dance going on like here. A, we <laughs> have, like, a dynamic Venn diagram yeah, going on. figure eight <laughs> thing with our arms. The middle is the us, the yeah. sides are the individual. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah. it's like, that's, and that alone is so tricky. It yeah. really is, because there is that tendency Especially when we're younger, to be like, nope, like that person can fuck off. Like totally, dude. When I was young, I I I talk about this a lot. I write about this, but I I basically dated like ten guys in like seven years, and it was just like doom, doom, doom. Like the minute something wasn't beautiful, it was like on the next one, and yeah, kind of that mentality of like, well, you're not serving me right now, so see ya. Totally. Whereas like, if I had that energy with Warren, we wouldn't be together because of the challenges we've been through. But now it's a different approach. Yes. Yeah. It's a different approach and the relationship becomes more dynamic. Right? And that is not going to look the same for every person. Totally. Like, sometimes people might be like, yeah, we're going to take space and, like, take space. Yeah. Sometimes, and then come back together, you know? Yeah. Or some people might be like, yeah, no, we're going to, like, not take space because we live in a van and we don't have space. Right. We're going to, like, have to talk through it. Right. And just settle somewhere, you know? And then, like, cool, I love you. I love you, too. Are we good? Like, is this good? Does this feel good? Are we good good in this moment? Like, yeah, totally. Moving on, you know? Yep. So it's, like, going to look different for everyone, and that's why it's so tough to to even establish, like, the scales on this. Yeah. Because for some people, it might be their ultimate dream to be mom and have kids. And, like, pour themselves into that. Yep. And into those relationships. And for other people, it might be the perfect balance between the two. And for others, it's like, no, I really need my individual aspect of this unit to be the stronger pull. And, like, it's so hard to say which one's right because none of them are. No. It's all relative to the circumstance. Some couples might live in a van together. Some might live in the same house with different bedrooms. Some might live in a house with the same bedroom. Some might live in different houses. Right. Whatever works for you. And this is actually reminding, bringing me to something else we've talked about before that we hit record, but I almost just want to stop here for a second and talk about this in the sense that there is no like right way, Mm -hmm. I don't think. So yeah, earlier this week we were talking about how out there in the world today, right? 2019, we've got social media, we've got commercials, we've got internet, we've got all the marketing. Um, there's a lot of talk out there about a what a fulfilling relationship looks like, what mm-hmm. a healthy relationship looks like. Yes. And as we were kind of prepping for this conversation, we were both thinking like, but there, like you're saying right now, there is no, there's nothing I can say right now to you listeners out there that's like, this is what your relationship should look like if it's going to be fulfilled. Yes. Because... Those parameters depend on you and your partner, and that's you two creating the us. Each us is unique. Yes. Um, what feels consistent to me in the us is communication, mm-hmm. openness, mm-hmm. like a willingness to wiggle, um, and like compassion and love. Yeah. <laughs> Those feel like there's probably more if I sat with it, but like some of the basis is, but yes. otherwise, how that looks is going to be totally different. So. It's not to sit to listen to this interview and be like, well, damn, Alyssa and her boyfriend live in a fucking van and I can't even live in a house with my partner. It's not to compare. Compare. Yes. 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 That's what I'm trying to get out right now. Totally. Yeah. It's not to compare. And to go back to, to like what you were saying is like the marketing around relationships. Yeah. Right. It's like, it gets a little bit sticky Uh because even just even subliminal marketing, that's more like relate like shows. 
right? Yes. Shows that paint our relationship a certain way. Or like like we tend to do, the comparison. Uh-huh. Oh, they live in a van. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, but you also don't see our dynamic all the time. Right. Right? So it's like, it's so easy to romanticize things based on yes. a commercial or someone's teaching or someone's whatever. Yep. Someone's Instagram. But it's like, you have to remember that there is no right or wrong. Yep. And you also have to be careful not to like put too much pressure on your relationship yes. to be a certain way yes. based on like all these external variables that totally. actually don't matter and might not even be real. Right. Right? They can be totally... like Totally. It's just a story. It's just yeah. each of us look at something and we perceive it through our own lenses and then that gets transmuted in our minds into some kind of story, fantasy, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And then that's really what we're comparing ourselves to at the time. It's not even real. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I, I feel like so... And this, ha- I feel like this happens a lot with partners sexually, mm. right? It'll be like, oh, um, you know, two friends were together, three friends, a group of people, and they're yeah. like talking about, you know, women tend to do this more than men, I think, yeah. but they're talking about like their sexual experience. And yeah. then, you know, one of the people goes home and to their partner, hey, can we do whatever? Yes. And it's like, this is a really easy surfacey example to yep. give, right? But it happens in lots of ways. But the partner's like, hey can we do this, right, knowing someone else did it, and then being like, cool, I'm curious. And it almost, like, to the other partner who maybe has no context, it puts this, like, super strange pressure on the situation for some outcome. Dude. Right? And it's easy to paint the picture with sex because it's like, oh, an orgasm would be the outcome or something, like, more tangible or, like, experiential. Yes. But it can happen all the time with just, like, our relationship. A setting in a relationship, not even sexual. Totally. No, this happened with me and Warren. I heard a podcast or something, and Kim and Mommy, do you know her? She's like the kung fu vagina queen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so she was talking, and she's basically talking about this, like having sex but without ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, oh, you could do this for 30 days and da da da. And so here I am hearing her being like, oh, like I am curious, and there's a part of me that's like, oh, I should do that. We should be doing that. That sounds so empowering. Oh my God. I run home to Warren. He has no context. He didn't hear the episode. He's not jazzed like me. And I'm like, I want to have sex for 30 days, but you can't orgasm. Yeah. You can't ejaculate. (laughs) Yeah. You you can't ejaculate. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, and let's just put it this way. It didn't land well. Yeah. We talked about it further, but I wasn't, it was me trying to, like, I didn't come in saying, Hey, this came up. How's that land for you? What, you know? What do you yes. think? Let's let's now let's do this us thing and navigate this and see what comes out. I came in with someone else's idea of what should be going on in a relationship, projected it all over him in a really intense way, and he felt pressure. Yeah, like you said, and it it we is something we had to work through for a while. It was like we were having sex, we weren't connecting. He felt too much pressure to even like get into it, and yeah, yeah it was just a whole thing. So totally. I I I resonate with that. Yeah, I think like <laughs> I think most people do. Yeah. Like, we're all curious, like, right? right? Like, when you came home and were like, hey, I want to do this. I want to try this with you. Your intention was probably beneficial for each of you, totally. right? Like, I heard that this makes you really healthy. I heard that it gives yep. you more energy, whatever. But again, it's like, even when we have good intentions sometimes, it is like what we went back to the first concept. It's like, communicate. Yeah. <laughs> how to communicate in a way and, and noticing how what I say lands for you and like you said, the intention could be pure, but am I coming off really strong, really intense, really fast, and like noticing my partner? And is he freezing up and his eyes are okay? Whoa. And then I could even just stop and say, Whoa, I realize I just threw a lot at you. Yes. My bad. Like, can we just take a breath? Like, 
you know, and, and I can dial it back and that goes back to what we were saying about just being able to own in the moment, like, shit, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> I know we're trying to communicate better and I just did that thing where I'm like really intense or I'm defensive. Right. So just being, there's almost a sense of humility I'm picking up on. I'm like coming into the us is being able, one of my teachers said, I can't remember who, but I'll never forget it. They were like, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? Or do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, can you sometimes just say like, damn, I'm not bad, I'm not wrong, but I did that thing we said we weren't going to do anymore and like, I'm right. sorry, dude. Like, yeah. you know, and just be human about it. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that is just like showing up for your partner. That's the we, yeah. but it's also the us because like, or that's, the, I just said the same thing. Yeah. It's the we, it's also the us. It's also, also <laughs> the individual. Yeah. Because you, again, you already said this, but then you're getting more of what you want out of it. Right. Because like you didn't want to bring pressure into your sexual intimacy. Totally. Like that wasn't your intention. No. It wasn't to pressure Warren. It probably wasn't even to make him feel bad or no. to make him feel like. I thought I wanted to make it feel, let's feel good. Like, right. Better than it already is. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that's where it is. Like the lines can get crossed so easy in a relationship. And it's almost like humility but also resilience. Because yeah. it's like how many times have I felt hurt that I'm hurting Josh? So many times. Totally. And it might be like a mini thing. Like it right. might be like a, oh, I was just selfish. Like yeah. maybe too selfish. Uh-huh. Or, you know, um, or me assuming I'm hurting him yeah right and not actually hurting him but being nervous about something like oh like I don't want to compromise whatever Mm -hmm. and even that requires resilience because then you start to see like in your own patterning like when we were talking about the nude photos yeah oftentimes when we'd have the conversation I would feel bad not like oh I feel bad I'm a bad person but I'd I'd leave feeling physically bad Mm -hmm. um because I felt, I was like, I know this hurts. Like, I know this is uncomfortable and I know this hurts. Yeah. Right? But it's still, you have to be resilient in it and be like, cool, I'm showing up again and again and again and again and again. And with resiliency. Yeah. With humility and with compassion, but like right. resilience. Yeah. Totally. Just again and again and like, damn, that was uncomfortable and damn, that didn't feel so good and I'm still going to come back to it because this is important. Yeah. 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 It's like the sun example. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah, like the sun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Wow, that was just a really cool... I just like this conversation a lot. Cool. Cool, so yeah, to circle back, I'm like gathering my thoughts here. What we're trying to say in all this is like every relationship is going to look different Mm -hmm. and that's okay and no one's wrong and um so it's really about just finding what works for you and your partner not finding out what this coach or this website or this magazine says we should look like what do we actually want to look like Mm -hmm. you and me right here yes um yeah that's like perfectly summed up yeah 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 Beautiful. Okay. Okay. So we're going to begin winding down as I notice the time. So I'm just going to peruse over my paper here and pick out like a couple laser questions maybe to kind of close out. Perfect. I say laser. You do the best you can. I'm a talker too. So (laughs) you're like, oh, brief. Yeah. Right. 30 minutes later. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about this because this is on the paper and I love this, but 
I just, and we've kind of circled around it, but I just want to hear like your, what you would say to this in a laser context. You and I kind of touched on this before, but what I call the single girl flu, but sort of this idea that like, and I say single girl, it could go both ways, but I just see more societally today right now of like, when you're single, you can be free to express yourself and do what's true to you. And you can really connect and grow in this like unique way. And it's kind of like this glamorized as I perceive it idea that like, you can have all these things if you're single and free and on your own. Right. So have you seen this? What do you think? And like, what do you have to say about that in totally. the context of relationship? Totally. <laughs> Such a good question. So first off, I would say like, just to clear the playing field, yep. like everyone has their own experience. Like mm-hmm. I know people who grow from relationships. I know people who grow being alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's so contextual. Yep. However, I would challenge it with like laser question, yep. laser answer. I would challenge it and be like, why can't you do that in a relationship? I love that. Right? Because, like, if you can't do that in a relationship, then you are losing a significant part of yourself. Right. To me, you should probably not be in that relationship. Yeah. If that is what you want. Like, if you want growth and you desire growth and challenge. Yeah. You know, that feeling of just, like, being radiant. Being alive. Being alive. Yeah. That's, like, the single, like, YOLO, you only live once, let's go, right? Yeah, totally. If you can't have that radiance and that excitement and that level of turn-on in a relationship. Yeah. there That's, like, a huge... Blinking light. That's what to look at. Bring attention here. Yeah. Like, this needs attention. Totally. Right? Because, like, you know, one person is great, but two people brings a different energy. It brings uh-huh. more energy. Totally. And so it's like if you're going to pair with someone, yep. whether it's intimacy, sexuality, you know, partnering in a business, partnering with yeah. whatever, and they're your life partner, yep. you should definitely be sure that you're able to have, have the quote-unquote single, single girl, girl flu. flu. <laughs> And that it's okay, and that doesn't necessarily mean, like, that again... That it's okay, yeah. Right. Total, that it's okay with both parties. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. but uh-huh. there just needs to be, like, communication around it, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, there was one time where Josh, um, and this is, like, slightly different, but kind of similar, Josh whistled at, like, a girl, like, yeah. one of our friends, and I okay. got really upset. I was okay. like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And we left, and I was like, why am I upset? And I said, Josh, I don't know why, but that just really upset me, and he was like, really? I was trying to be nice. Totally. And... I was like, yeah, but you, you don't whistle at me. And that's uh, what upset me, right? Yeah. And so it's like, it, but it like rang, just saying that out loud, it like cleared the space and I was like, oh, that's super interesting. Right. It's not that he whistled at her. It's the fact that he doesn't whistle at you. So you got clear right. on what actually upset you. Right. I yep. got clear on what upset me. But then I also realized like there's actually more room in relationships for like that kind of movement or for the single girl flu mm. as long as like the relationship is getting attended to yes. in the way that both partners desire. Totally. So like short answer, challenge yourself. You should be able to experience that in a relationship. Yep. Don't like the word should. So it's like, are we cultivating the relationship? It's almost a challenge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it's just like that back and forth. Right? So it's like, yep. make space for it, but make sure that you're attending to the relationship. Right. Yeah. I love that. Because, yeah, I really, I think that that's what you just said is key, which I'd never thought of before. But it's like, that stuff might not work if the relationship's being ignored and not tended to. Yes. Because then there's a lack of safety, confidence, trust in the relationship itself. So everything else is going to be flimsy. But if yes. you're constantly tending to that relationship, there's going to be more space that feels good for both people. I literally, <laughs> with Warren, like, I'll be like, damn, that girl's fucking hot. What do you yeah. think? Like, I, like, want him. I, like, something, I like that freedom in our relationship. Totally. I like that he can be like, damn, that girl's fine as hell right in front of me. And then I'm like, 
fuck yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good, but yes. we are always tending to our relationships. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like the dynamics always going to be different. Right. Like, I'm the same way. We're like, I will also point out, like, wow, that woman's attractive. Wow, look at her butt. Oh, my God. Like, and that's beautiful. not going to be the same for every couple. Right. Right. But it's also different depending on, like, what the feeling of my relationship is. Like, mm. what's going on, right? Because, like, yes. yeah, we can always be tending to our relationship, but, like, depending on what's calling our attention in life. Right. Like, that's are you saying, shift. like, if you're in, let's say you're in something with your partner right now, you guys are working through a challenge, yeah. maybe you're a shift. There might be less room in that moment for that type of stuff because things are a little shaky and sensitive right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally. like, that's normal. Like that's <sighs> healthy. That's Being fun. able to dine. Right. Yes. Not, I love this. I'm hearing like, if you're in a relationship, maybe your rules aren't the same today as they are tomorrow as they are next week. Correct. Yeah. But as long as at each moment you two are coming together, looking at each other, yep, we're on the same page. Right. And that might be different all the time. Yes. That's so... I just, I, for those listening out there, um, ho- hope that that is given, if you're out there and you're needing it, like permission for your relationship to be more fluid and dynamic and for things to shift. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, even just like, and again, I know this is not a short answer, but even just yeah. <laughs> biologically, like if you are a person that has a menstrual cycle. Yeah. Your expression, your sensitivity, your patience are going to fluctuate, right? Yeah. For good reason. Totally. But that's going to impact the communication that you have with your partner, yep. right? And so it's like if you're open and you're communicating and you're tending, the rules for that time yeah. are going to be probably different right? for the rules when like you are in follicular phase or you're in a phase in your menstrual cycle uh-huh. where you're more open and expanded and like, cool, I'm confident, I'm good, and you're, I'm not as sensitive. Yeah. That's going to be really different, right? And it's okay to make space for totally. all those. Right. So there you even highlighted like, so like I just talked about a moment ago, sometimes for the couple it's going to be different because of what we're going through. And then sometimes one individual might be going through something like right. the woman going through her follicular phase of her cycle yes. and so then the us is going to adjust because of that individual need mm-hmm. so here we are again tending to us but also two separate individuals yeah totally. yeah just fuck out of that okay I think I'm I like how that led into your latest thing which has me thinking I could just go there okay I'm gonna end on this question because this feels like a nice like practical. So if you've been listening, you're feeling this, you're like, fuck you out of this. This is like, I want to move in that direction, more communicative, like, you know, maintaining the relationship, taking care of the us. What are just that come to your mind right now? Like some practical tips people could walk away with today. If they're like, maybe just starting this journey. Yes. And they're like, okay, I want to start doing this. I know it's going to be clunky. What can I do today, tomorrow to get going? Totally. I love that. That's so good. Um, for the first one, it's like so obvious and minimalist, but it's just say it like everyone I remember experiencing it so much when I was young but everyone has those moments where like they really want to say something yes right and you like yeah it sits in your throat like you can almost feel it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you don't say it and you don't say it and it like all of a sudden takes on this life of its own yeah right and it's like when we we get angry, but we don't let ourselves experience anger and we hold it, right? It's a block. Yeah. Same thing with what you need to say. Like, if you're feeling something and you can try to say it in a way that's compassionate, but mm-hmm. even if you're just feeling something and you need to just say it or you yeah. 
are curious about something or you feel a yeah. little insecure or not so solid or whatever, totally. just say it. Like, right. create a space where you're not attacking your partner, obviously, yep. but just say it or just ask the question or or ask for what you need, like, in, in a sexual situation. Yeah. Or in, like, a, hey, I really have been thinking about this. Can I talk about it? Yeah. Right? Even Do you have just space right that. now for us to talk about Yes. This? And if yeah. not, can we make some because I yeah. really need to get it off my chest or yep. express it? Because I think that is where things tend to get sour, right? Totally. It's, when they don't go express is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. So Putting that's it under the rug. Right. Yeah. Right. And honestly, you can even be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. We don't have to talk about it now, but it just helped me so much to say that. Totally. Right? I love that. Or like, hey... I'm uncomfortable right now, and, like, there's this thing I want to say, and I'm just, like, scared to say it. Right. Are you cool if I go ahead and say it? You know, yeah. like, just, yeah. you can even just own that you're scared, insecure, yeah. whatever, feeling, you know, I do that with Warren all the time. Like, it, for me, it's still a practice, but I'll, my body literally contorts. It's what, like, when I need to talk about something that's uncomfortable, I start to just, like, do really weird things with my body. Mm-hmm. And that still happens today. It happened a few days ago. I had to talk to him about something uncomfortable, and I was like, hey... Ah, like it's almost like I'm I'm trying so hard to get the words out, but I'm I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. do what you're saying, which is just say it. And I right. know if I can just get it out, then he'll be like, okay, something's up, and then he'll come in, and now we're conversing. But I just need to get it out, so like it'll literally be uncomfortable. And I'm like, and I just get it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. said it. Step one. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And like usually, that step is like exponential, right? Like as right. soon as you say it, you're like, cool, weight's off my shoulder. Because like, it's in the space now. It's yes. in the us. Yes. It's no longer this thing I'm hiding over here thinking about resenting you for. Yeah. It's in the us. Yeah. So just say it. That's like the biggest okay, thing. I love that. And then it, second to that practical just tip. Just say it. Number one. Yeah. Would just be like, take care of yourself. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at this, but like, it's such a true relationship thing. Like sleep food and temperature dude are real things that impact <laughs> real humans and totally. you're probably in a relationship with a real human totally. so like if they're acting strange ask yourself or them if they're comfortable because like how many times do we like run from one thing to the other totally. meet up with our partner they're acting kind of weird you know in hindsight they end up being like oh i'm really sorry i just had to poop and so whatever yeah. or like oh i i was so hungry i haven't eaten in like 6 hours and work was really busy right it's like i love that and I love that, that sidesteps so many conflicts because totally. like then you're not reactive so like hey are you are you just overheating right now cuz we just hiked and like you don't want to talk about how beautiful the view is cuz you feel agitated yeah that. i love that yes or even like stress if right. someone's really stressed and something's big on their mind that's why i'm so such an adamant talk. I like to talk a lot about just getting context before you have a big conversation. Like, Hey, I want to talk about this thing. Are you available? Like rather than just doing it. And I like what you're saying. I'm probably going to add this to what I talk about. I love this. Not only getting context, are you available? Are you comfortable? That's great. Cause dude, if I'm hungry, cold, tired, like not a good time to have a conversation with me. No, (laughs) I won't be very present. I won't be very compassionate. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like those to me like those two things and they both tie back into communication. Totally. So it's like there you go. But practical, like they're just easy things that don't even have to tie in like the self so much as far as like self reflection and whatever. Right. And journaling and gratitude and manifestation. Like those are all important things. Yep. But aside from This that, is more like this practical. is like you can do it now. Yes. Right? Totally. Just say it and then think about the other person's comfort and like don't even overthink the comfort. Like, have they gone to the bathroom? Like, if someone has to pee really bad, they're not listening to totally. you. Totally. If someone's really hungry and they have low blood sugar, yeah, 
they're probably annoyed that you're talking to them. Yeah. Because at this point, you're talking at them. It's like all those, are they tired, like you're saying? Yep. Because if so, probably they're not going to have the capacity. Thank you for bringing this. I love this. I this is new nourishment. Like yeah, just <laughs> just speaking this like on my podcast is new. So I'm so grateful for you bringing that tip of just considering the other person's comfort. That's great because if they are feeling attacked or under pressure, they might not speak up. Right. About shit. I need to peer. I'd really love to get a snack before we do this. You know. Yes. So yeah, you being able to and again, that's the us. Like I'm noticing you just as you're. We're both working at this. Yes. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a dietitian on your show. Right? Like, have you eaten? Are you hydrated? Right. Did you pee? Yet? You had to bring in your nourishment somewhere, right? Like you can just talk the whole time and not have that word come in. Oh, that's so good. This is this is why I have to hang out with people on my show to bring things in I don't think about. This is fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. Yes, I love yes. you. Yes. So good. This is so good. We could literally talk for hours and we're baby grandmas. It's 930. And I know you guys have a limited capacity too for how, how long you can listen. So we're going to uh, close out for today. Now, if you're listening to this, you're like, holy shit, who is this Alyssa chick? What rock have I been living under? I need more of her in my life. Me too. Um, where can people find you? People can find me pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Instagram, I am just my name. It's Alyssa underscore Neil. I will put this in the show description so you can just see it. Yes. Now. Thank you for yeah. doing that. Um, and then... Also, nourishment underscore nutrition underscore. So, That's Alyssa right. Neal and nourishment nutrition, both of those things. So, Alyssa Neal is more of your, like, personal page, which is yes. more, like... I'm way more active on it. Yeah. It's my... It's, it's not my just nutrition, space. right? No, it's, it's yeah. no no nutrition yeah. on Alyssa Neal. Yeah. It's no, more of, like... It's nourishment. Yeah, nourishment. Like, yes. soul nourishment. Yes. Honestly, you guys, it's, like, hella inspirational, beautiful, mm-hmm. expressive. She talks about fear and life and love and all those kinds of amazing things. So, I would go follow her. Just saying. Thanks, Nikki. Yes. Um, um, and then do you have like a website? Yes. Yeah. I have nourishmentnutrition.com. Nourishmentnutrition.com. Yeah. Perfect. So it's pretty, there's a lot of repetition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. yeah. Once you find her one place, you'll find her elsewhere. Exactly. Yes. Um, fuck yeah. And we didn't talk about this at all. This is totally impromptu, but it's been, I've alluded to it a few times. So if you want to tell them about the cool guide you just made. Cool. I would yeah. Love to. And then they can get that from you on your website. You, you let them know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so over the course of like, the last however many years, many years, since I started to learn and go on this journey myself, um, I have been collecting information and, you know, really working toward creating this this guide. And you're like, okay, Alyssa, what is the guide? <laughs> well, it is a guide that breaks down the menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. It breaks down each phase of our menstrual or our moon cycle, if you are a human that has one. And... It essentially, it's really friendly. It's really casual. It's a PDF. It's downloadable as an iBook. Mm. Um, and it goes into the cycle as like very digestible elements. So it's like, there, you know, yes, it's going to touch on hormones. Yeah. But it's like, quick, this is what your hormones are doing, right? Okay. But then it's like, your hormones, your body. So like, I'm not expecting you to know what a peak, a spike in estrogen does. Right. right? I'm going to explain to you like, look, this is what your body's going through mm. at this time. This is what your mindscape is probably like. This is what your sexuality is like. This is what your movement's like. What your nourishment is like. Wow. Um, and it works through that. And then what are the tools to optimize that part of your cycle? Mm-hmm. And it moves through each of the phases. Um, and then there's like some resources. And we actually, it was really cool when it was almost done. Yeah. I had a incredible human who was one of my clients when I first started. 
reach out to me. She's a uh, midwife and she's okay. a nurse practitioner and she works with all like females or people who identify as females yeah. in her in the practice that she works in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I want to create like a plant oil guide to go with it, like an integrative one oh. so that people can learn instead of just like, oh, here's essential oils, like use them as part of the tool section. She's like, no, like I'm going to, she, she, she breaks made, it down like based on the part of the cycle. Based on the part of the cycle, oh. which is in the actual guide itself. That's but then amazing. she also created a, like a little guide to go with it. That's like how you use them. So like how to use them based on the VitaFlex oh. points on your hands, how to like, Dude, she yeah. reached out to you right as you were finishing it up. Yep. That's and amazing. Yeah, so all together ends up being like 106 pages. So it's Holy like a solid shit. little package Dude, of information. Yeah. That is fucking badass. Okay. Fuck yeah to that. And okay, so first of all, this was done over years of what? Observing in yourself. Yes. Tracking or, my own cycle. Well, it, essentially, it started with me. Right. And then as I have worked with a lot of people who yep. identify as, hu- as human, who identify as human, <laughs> maybe, human as maybe, female. Definitely female. <laughs> <laughs> Half human identification over here. <laughs> I knew I liked you. Yeah. But, um, as I have worked with those people, I've realized how, how much it impacts our nourishment and okay. our, our being as, as people who menstruate. It's, it's Dude. quite, it's more significant than most people totally. realize. And it's been kind of just brushed under the rug. Yeah. Right? And so it's like the guide creates space more for reflection points Yeah, where you're like, Oh, that happens to me. Okay. Like I need to tune into this. And it gives like general mm. direction as far as like, resources for if you're trying to learn how to track your cycle using basal body temperature yeah. here's where you go yeah this is the website that you can download charts to yep. you know use um here's how you generally do it like yeah. little things like that that you can use as reflection points so that you can really integrate it into your life totally to just optimize like right. everything like just, oh i know i'm in this part of my cycle right now that means i'm gonna be slightly less energized i'm probably gonna need more sleep i'm probably gonna be less social and just knowing that stuff about yourself and being able to then create your boundaries in life in that moment to honor where you're at. Yes. And then also, like, how to use it in regard to your sexuality, your pleasure. Yes. Uh, If you need it, if you want to tap into it for contraception, which, like, works really well, but you have to use it, right? It's like if I hand you a pack of exogenous hormone, like birth control that you take orally, if you don't take it, it doesn't work. work. Right. And so it's the same with, like, the feral flame guide. tracking your cycle, yeah. Yeah. We're, like, every human... Who menstruates has that flame when they first hit puberty and they first get their period, you know? And it kind of gets, like, diminished over time because it's like, no, no, it's like, oh, it's just a thing we do, whatever. Here, take some birth control, it'll go away, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or take some Advil. And so, like, there's everything in it, you know, that we just talked about. There's ways, like things you can try to get rid of cramps, nutrients you can put it. Like, it's it's fun. It's really fun. Oh, so fuck yeah. We'll do a whole show on that for oh sure. Oh, my God, yeah. And I'll, sneak, I'll send you that, sneak too. Sneak preview. We are going to do a show based on that. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. And then if so, if someone wants to get this guide from you... Show notes. It's on my website. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep, so I'll have the website in the show notes. So if you're, like, dying and you can't even wait for our episode because you need to go see that guide, head over to the website and you can find it there. Cool. Yay! Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yes. This is awesome. It has been my pleasure. Seriously, uh, fuck you're yeah. incredible to talk with. Like girl, anyone who hasn't <laughs> talked to Nikki about their relationship, who's in a relationship, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just end it there? I love you. you All doing? right, drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was amazing. Am I right? Um, wow. I just re-listened to that conversation since we've actually had the conversation and I'm just totally blown away. I'm curious, what do you guys think? Um, please let me know. I always love to know which conversations really serve you, but wow, we just, there's so much in there. Um, yeah, I think this space between us is really something to acknowledge and notice and then get skilled and resourced on how to navigate that space between us. So um, as always, I want to hear your thoughts on this conversation, you guys. Um, so please reach out and let me know. I'd also like to leave you with a call to action this week. This week, my call to action is to, to essentially do what Alyssa just talked about, and that is to say the thing. Say, go ahead and just say it. So I want you to dig deep. I know it's in there. Find that thing you've been withholding. Uh, this might be with your partner. This may be with a boss, a coworker, a roommate, a friend, a family member. So I want you to figure out what that is. And the call to action this week is to go to that person with all of your bravery and courage and say the thing that you have not been saying. You may not find a solution or get any resolve right now. And I encourage you to just go say it. There's something that happens when you take that thought out of your own anxious mind and put it into the space between us, into the us, into the we. Whoever this person is that you need to share with. So that's my call to action this week. Go say the thing. And then tell me how it went. I want to know. I want to know you guys. Like, <laughs> I know some of you, you've reached out. I want to know you. So let me know how it went. Shoot me an Instagram message. Hey, I, damn, I said the thing and it went like this. And, and, let, and let me know and we can, we can talk about it. That sounds amazing. So yeah, there's your call to action. Um, and as always, I just want to thank you for being brave and beautiful and raw and vulnerable and badass as fuck. Showing up here this week or every week to learn and grow. And my goal on this planet is to lovingly support and lovingly challenge others to find the opportunities for growth in their everyday challenges and struggles. So thanks for being here. If you've been getting served from this podcast and you're like, fuck yeah, Nikki, um, you can actually thank me. You can thank me by leaving me a review and a rating on the Apple iTunes podcast app. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is so helpful for me, you guys. So leave me a rating, leave me a review. That's amazing. Um, if you don't want to do that, you could just reach out to me on Instagram, screenshot, yourself listening to this episode and then throw that on your Instagram story and tag me in it. That's amazingly helpful. That is so helpful for just getting the word out because if this is serving you, I want to get this message podcast out to everyone it can serve. So I implore you, please help me do that by just sharing, 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 sharing. 
Um, additionally, you can always find me on my website, relationshipbadass.com. The contact page is right there. And of course, you can just DM me on Instagram and be like, what's up, girl? <laughs> I love that shit. So feel free to reach out. Um, I also have a badass Facebook tribe. This is where I put a lot of my exclusive content just for my tribe there. It's called Relationships 101 on Facebook, and I will link that in the show notes as well. So, and then of course, I have all of Alyssa's magnificent contacts, her Instagram, both of them, and website linked in the show notes as well. So if you're feeling this chick like I feel this chick, don't waste another second. Go follow her. Trust me, you will not regret it. She is amazing. I sought her out to be on my podcast because I'm just so incredibly inspired by just being around her. So I implore you to do the same. (laughs) All right, badasses. I fucking love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. And as always, I'll catch you next week on the next episode.